welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited. Today we have Sarah Monica. Hello, Sarah. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you. Me too. So excited. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I literally was looking up your name in my calendar today. Um, and I'm like our first, I think it was me on your podcast. It was all the way back in January. I'm like, that was three months ago. (laughs) No, wait, that was your, I think you're confusing years even. (gasps) Stop. Yeah. 2022. Oh my God. It was 2022. Yeah. I like how we're in a time machine. Like how are, it's like, it's been like a year and four months ish. Yeah. Wow. This is like really humbling as to (laughs) how like little grasp I have on time. I literally (laughs) thought it was three months ago. And even that I was like, wow, crazy. You're probably just jumping timelines and you're just confused about which one you're on. (laughs) At this point, potentially, I literally have no concept of time, but anyway, thank you for being on the podcast a year and a quarter later. Um, for those who don't know you, could you give us a little introduction on yourself? Yeah, of course. So hi, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Um, hope you're enjoying your drive or your walk or, you know, doing the dishes, whatever you're doing. Um, especially if you're doing the dishes. I mean, I my heart goes out to you because I hate that my shit. My least favorite chore <laughs> literally <laughs> ever. Like, ugh, or laundry. Ooh, laundry, no. <laughs> um, but my name is Sarah Monica. Um, I am, it's always so funny. I am, what is my identity? Um, I mean, over the past 13 years, I've been a wedding photographer and I specialize in photographing couples that are free spirited and adventurous. And I take a more storytelling documentary approach so that they can focus on being free on their day to do what they want when they want. And then my second pillar of my business is I'm also an educator. I'm the host of the Shine and Thrive Photography Podcast, and I'm really on a mission to help freedom-driven photographers create their business, their photography business by design, really, and to really open up the industry's eyes that it's actually okay to get more support in your business. You don't have to, you know, do it all yourself, do everything in your business yourself, wear all the hats. It's possible for you to get support and get good support in an affordable way where you can focus on doing the things that you love most that light you up. And that means not hitting burnout. Like it's actually possible to be a photographer and not hit hit burnout. I've hit burnout before and I've got myself out of it. And now I'm on a mission to really revolutionize the industry and make it the norm that everyone has support and isn't just in their editing cave 15 hours a day every day miserable so I'm obsessed with that mission like let's give us more time more time for like our families our friends our well-being our mental health right and just to enjoy our career in general and not wonder oh my God, I didn't realize that becoming a photographer would actually mean doing all this shit I hate. And am I even in the right job? Or then sometimes you might even have thoughts of, um, oh, like maybe I am meant to go work at a nine to five because then I won't be having to work so many hours, but then I'll still be doing shit I don't want to do. It's this whole yep. like predicament and don't worry, you don't have to be in it. So that's my main mission. And then just on the personal side, um, I'm a new mom uh, to my son, Ben. He's 13 months currently when we're recording this episode. That's been- I'm now realizing, yes. Ride. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, you were about I to was get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, literally. He's 13 I, months? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, so that has been, holy shit, the wildest ride, like so hard in the beginning. Like the first three months I was- anyway I shared all those personal details on my podcast but it was the biggest lifestyle change I had no idea about and it was very very hard and now I'm finally like 
on, on the other side of that growth and becoming even stronger of a person that I, that I even knew I could be and then seeing the beautiful like addition he is in our lives it's just like oh, unbelievable um and other things just like fun facts I mean I'm obsessed with crystals I love meditation yoga movement hanging out with my fiance Rory family friends travel oh and shuffling to EDM so what expand <laughs> more I'm like what is shuffling is that you okay. just saying that you're like not fully dancing no it, it's literally like like a, this kind of style of dance where it looks like you're kind of gliding across the floor but it's like you're hitting your feet in like a stronger way where it's like you're hitting the beats but it looks like you're kind of gliding Wait, and floating at amazing. the same time it's really really fun I've been into it for like literally a decade probably um but I freaking um <laughs> I'm gonna have to look this up on YouTube yeah yeah you should it's so cool um I unfortunately I sprained my ankle like a month ago I um no. I went out for my friend's birthday went out to a club after like a year after giving birth for the first time and I was like I'm going fucking wild I miss this vibe like so I had like a little bit too much tequila I was shuffling oh, so hard that I like jumped and landed on someone's foot and I totally sprained my ankle it was like a freaking tennis ball the size of a tennis ball had to get crutches the next day and then oh so gosh. finally now my ankle is still healing but hopefully I get shuffle soon again because I miss it yeah oh my gosh well I'm glad it's healing up I'm like that sounds very similar I'm like I broke my foot last year mine is even less Rope. mine is a dorky or like fra fractured it yeah. which one is yeah um but I literally did it by dancing alone in my apartment like I was just <laughs> dancing around and I did a jump and I yeah. literally landed weird and I heard my foot go like, and I oh. was like, mm, that's not good. <laughs> there it was. Did you, but like, did you cry? Like, what was the pain? Oh yeah. Was it like I mean, so it was crazy. I like went to urgent care. They told me it was fine. They told me it was just bruised and my foot turned black and I went to Coachella on it because I had Coachella in a couple days. And I was like, I'm not missing Harry Styles for nothing. Like, um, I will crawl my way to that man's concert. And I did. And I was like, it'll be fine because they said my foot's just bruised. And when I tell you, like similar thing, just tennis ball sized black. Like I have photos <laughs> of my foot just black and I couldn't walk on it for like a month. And so I went to another doctor to be like, what is going on? This obviously isn't a bruise. And they were like, no, it's not a bruise. Like there is a bone, like, oh, you know, like your no. bone is fractured. Um, And so then I was in a boot and crutches for like another month and it was oh, horrendous. No. It was so bad. So I feel that. I hope that you can get back to shuffling soon. Yeah. Um, all of these tangents. Oh my gosh. Um, mm -hmm. My first thoughts um, that like came to mind is like when we talk about overwhelm, I'm like to go back to work, even though I could talk about dancing all day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to go back to work. I first just want to say like, I don't know if we take enough time to appreciate how cool it is that we have such accessible help and education now like even just hearing you talk about this I'm like oh what well, I would have done seven years ago to know this information but education wasn't mm -hmm. really like a thing seven years ago like I don't know if newer photographers realize that like education's really only become a thing in like the last like maybe five five years yeah. yeah but like I don't even feel like it became that accessible until like kind of the pandemic honestly was when it started getting like really big mm -hmm. um like in the last three years and I'm like oh my gosh my life would have been changed if I had <laughs> known like that I could get a VA or that I could get help in the beginning of my career when I was doing like you said 
everything and was like, do I even like doing this? Because this mm-hmm. is so exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, let's kind of start at the top for people that are like, what are you talking about? I can get help. How does one get help? <laughs> I'm like, let's start at the top. What does help even look like for photographers and self-employed people? Um, obviously, like you and I, you know, no virtual assistants, but like for those who are maybe just like have no idea, they haven't even like entered this side of the industry yet where we have conversations about like assistants and VAs. Can you give us a little rundown on like what that means and what that looks like? Yeah. So if you think of like an assistant, like you've heard, you've seen it in movies, you've seen other business owner maybe say oh yeah that's my assistant helping me there right I know that first like before I even heard of virtual assistants I was like oh the only option is to have an in-person assistant they have to come to you and then all the like objections that came to mind for me were well I have an at-home office and I don't have space for them or am I supposed to just buy another computer they're supposed to just sit beside me and work there too or I don't have enough work to give them for even part-time work or full-time work, I had all these ideas in my mind of like what it, what I needed to be, where I needed to be at in order to be able to start getting help until I realized that, no, wait, number one, there's the option for, of a virtual assistant, which is someone that can literally be anywhere in the world, like on the other side of the planet and helping you virtually through the computer. And I mean, I think back in the day, I think this concept is kind of new-ish still because back in the day, we didn't really have that much software that needed to be used for photographers like as much as we need use now. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like of, you just right? posted on Instagram like a couple times a week and gained like hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a month. It was super chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But even before that, can you, I remember there was a time like 13 years ago when I literally would have to print contracts and then take them to my clients to sign. And then Mm -hmm. after when they got their photos, I had to burn them on a CD drive. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think I burned my first couple on CDs as well. And I used to print, oh my God, I had my dad help me uh, print a photo of them on the CD. So it was like a CD cover. And I was like, I'm going way above and beyond for my clients. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. No, so that's totally why, right. I, yeah, I always thought I'm like assistant it has to be in person because there's so many in-person things that have to happen. Right. But then as my business evolved, as technology evolved, like so much is just done on the internet now, like online galleries, slideshows, culling, editing, like all the admin stuff, creating contracts, emailing, like literally 90% of the time our tasks are spent sitting at our desk and it's 10% shooting and actually being out in the world. Right. So that's pretty much what a virtual assistant is, right. They can be anywhere in the world. And, um, one thing that I did for myself and I really encourage other photographers to think this way as well is you don't actually have to officially hire someone part-time hours or full-time hours and have them be on your quote-unquote payroll like it doesn't have to be that official just like someone can hire you as a freelance photographer for a project or something like a branding shoot um, you can actually hire a freelance virtual assistant for your custom needs so you can even just to like get the like the wheel turning get the momentum going even just experiment try see what it feels like to get that support in your business you can literally just start with two hours a week and see how that goes and dip your toe and get started that way. And it's actually also way more affordable than you think. And we'll probably get to it later because I'll be sharing like more of like my numbers of like how much it costs me per year and how much 
time I save and all of that. But in general, that's just like where you can get started with help with getting support. Amazing. And this is just with a virtual assistant. I mean, we can always talk about editors and stuff, but with this episode, we're going to focus on VAs. Yeah, we'll just not like, overwhelm you. We'll have a part yeah, exactly. two <laughs> yeah. of all the different things that you can outsource. Okay. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about like what tasks you can kind of start with when mm-hmm. you're first looking into a VA or thinking about a VA, because I think what's really hard. And I know what was really hard for me when I first started like outsourcing things was just being like, this is my baby. Like mm-hmm. I have worked so hard to like build this business and get it to where it is. And I like things done a certain way. I'm like, I'm an Enneagram one out giving. I'm like, literally, I don't know if you saw my water bottle when I picked it up, it says, please, I'd rather do it myself. Oh, like, <laughs> so appropriate for this. Yeah. Episode. So appropriate for this episode. Like yeah. I like things being done my way. And like granted over the last several years of like having help, I've been able to like release that and train people and we'll get to all of that. But like, it can be really scary to like let in a third party to something that is so precious to you. So what kind of tasks do you kind of recommend first looking at when you're looking into a VA? Okay. Such a great question. Before I dive into the answer, I just have to uh, like, let's switch our mindsets a little bit because I used to think of my business as my baby too. Um, But think about it this way. In the real world, if someone has a baby, that baby is a newborn first and then an infant and then a toddler, they're starting to grow and grow and grow. And then they become, what is it called? An adolescent? I don't even fucking know at this point. I'm like, and a then, is it an adolescent, then a tween, and then a teen, and then an adult? Like, Is tween a formal? I don't even know if tween's a formal thing. Yeah. I'm like, it might be adolescent, teenager, adult. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But like, they end up growing and not staying stagnant. So if you continue to treat your business as your baby, you're not going to actually be able to evolve and grow. You need to continue to give your business what it needs. It's a relationship. Think of if if you have a baby, an actual baby in your life, you have a relationship with that baby and it has needs and it cries and it tells you what it needs sometimes, right? And so if you have a relationship with your business, which is your baby from the start, right? Um, sometimes it, it, it cries it, and that's, that could come in the form of you crying and being like, I'm so tired of sitting at my desk. I don't want to do this anymore. And there's this like need that your business has in order to give you what you want, which is more freedom, more time, freedom, more time to do more shoots instead of sitting behind your computer. And what it needs from you is for you to evolve and start to see that you can get help in order to free up your time more for your zone of genius tasks, which are shooting, client relationships, and even like learning better new creative uh, ways to to shoot and to provide a better client experience. Those are the things that are going to help you elevate your business and grow it to the point of increasing your revenue, increasing your income, increasing your demand. And that's where you can really grow your business instead of staying stuck. Because if your business stays a baby, you can't expect anything more. You can't be like, well, that's not fair. Why can't I have a multiple six-figure business? Well, because you're not giving it what it needs. So that's a big reframe that I had to take on. And it is a process. <laughs> it is a process of like seeing your business grow up and you have to start letting go of things a little bit, let it be mm-hmm. more independent, right? So it's a perfect metaphor for that. Um, and as for tasks um, to start letting go of, so I'm going to share what I 
like get help with in my photography business. But first, I think it's important to note that it's so key to let go of the tasks that you're already doing and not what you're not doing and what you wish you could do extra. Because Mm -hmm. if you're, you have a dream of, let's say, I want to be blogging more often, like once a week, I want to be blogging my sessions, my weddings, whatever, but you're not doing that yet. Then when the time comes for, let's say you get a virtual assistant and you're like, okay, I'm going to assign you to the blogging, right? If you're already doing everything that's on your plate. And then on top of that, now you have a virtual assistant where you have to assign them work and then quality check the work you're actually giving yourself more work because you haven't actually let go of a task to give them in order for you to gain more time. So that is like a huge mistake photographers make initially. So what I would suggest is you look at the things that, you know, just get really in tune with yourself, in tune with your body, your emotions, when you sit down to do a task. And as soon as you start getting like bored or drained, or you find that you're procrastinating it a lot. I know a lot of photographers do this with culling, right? They're like, oh, I don't want to call this. And then three weeks go by, you're like, holy shit, now I really have to call this because now Mm -hmm. I need time to edit it, right? So if you notice yourself procrastinating something, that is the perfect sign for you to get help in that area. And then start with letting go of one or two of those tasks that drain you, that you don't enjoy as much, uh, because then you train that person on that task by you let it go first, you assign it to them, and then it actually takes less time to train them than if you were to do it yourself because you're letting go of that and giving yourself more available time and space. So that's something to really note when you're picking the tasks to get started with. So now just to give some examples. So, um, so I'm going to focus on, cause I have two pillars in my business, right? I have my photography side, my education side, and I use my virtual assistant for both, but just to keep this like super simple and streamlined, um, for my photography, wedding photography side of my business. And like, for example, Last year, I had 32 weddings as a new mom, (laughs) and I worked part-time hours because I had the support of my VA, my editor, all of that. Um, It just, it's crazy how it adds up. So I'm going to share with you now. So for example, one thing that my VA helps me with is I have my, my clients fill out questionnaires where I get all the information that I need about who they are, about their family and friends for the wedding day, about the actual wedding day itself. And I used to do this myself. I used to have to copy and paste information into, I have these templates created where they're color coded so that I print them out and on a wedding day, I bring them with me and I see everything at a glance of what needs to be, who's who. I know that the green color is meant for partner B or partner A, like it's all just like really organized. So I used to do that myself and it used to take me so much time. Um, For every single wedding, it used to take me about an hour and a half per wedding Um, and now that's transferred over to my VA. So that saves me 30 hours during busy season. That's crazy. (laughs) Like how much that adds up. It just adds up. Yeah. You think to yourself, like in the moment you're like, cause each, I have three different questionnaires and each of them takes half an hour. Right. So Mm -hmm. if I were like, oh yeah, I just have to do this questionnaire. It's only going to take me half an hour. I like sit down to do it. Right. But then it's the compound effect. It's like over the whole season, it takes me 30 hours. Right. So that's one examples and uh, one example. And then another example of what I outsource is culling, which is 
a I'm surprise. Like, that sounds like a godsend. <laughs> yeah. If it's a surprise to people because they're like, wait, a VA, a virtual assistant, where can you find a virtual assistant that knows how to call? Like, spoiler alert, the person doesn't know, need to know how to do the task that you're going to let go of. You just need to know how to train them because everything is teachable. I mean, you learned at some point in your photography career how to call, and that means someone else that's excited to learn can learn and will learn. And so, yeah, I outsource my calling to my VA and that saves me about three hours on average per wedding um, and one hour per session. So, and by the way, I'm basing these numbers, I forgot to say this, based on 20 weddings a year, because mm -hmm. that's kind of like, I find average of like what photographers like to take on. Um, so yeah, when I say I saved 30 hours with the questionnaires in the busy season, that was based on 20 weddings. Okay. So now here's my number for culling. So Outsourcing my culling for 20 weddings and some sessions in the season saves me 70 hours during busy oh season. That's like almost two weeks of work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you like combine these things and it's, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, that's someone's whole PTO <laughs> if they work to corporate job. Like, yep. that's crazy. Yep. And this is just task number two. I have eight in total. So, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So next one is curating top storytelling photos for short slideshows and blog posts. Mm -hmm. So part of my workflow is that I have um, a short three minute slideshow of like the top like storytelling photos of the day that my couple can watch first when they get their photos. Um, and then I've streamlined my workflow so that those are the same photos that will be a blog post after. So it's not like I'm picking two separate mm -hmm. occasions. And so I've trained my VA how to curate these storytelling photos. Um, and it's always a formula. It's always teachable. So um, yeah, and that saves me about an hour per wedding. So that's 20 hours saved during busy season. I'm going to tally up the numbers and tell you guys. Yeah, I'm like, I much. love this math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is fun um, math. Yeah. And Okay, now next one, number four, is short and long slideshow creation. So I already told you guys about the short slideshow I give my clients. Like It's like a three-minute one. And that's like so they can kind of get the most emotional story of their day in like three minutes. And mm -hmm. that's what they can share with family and friends. Because family and friends don't want to sit through like a long-ass like 40-minute slideshow. Mm -hmm. But the couple does. Like to me, I know I would appreciate being able to snuggle up with like a drink, some snacks and yeah. like put on a 40 minute slideshow of every single photo from the day. Like, yes, I, I would be totally down for that. So I create that one as well, but I don't do it anymore. My VA does it for me and that saves me another hour per wedding. And that's uh, another 20 hours saved during busy season. Amazing. And then number five is organizing wedding galleries for clients. So I like to create different sections of the day for just the um, experience of a couple, family and friends, so they can easily find photos to print or download. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the top, you have like getting ready, a ceremony, like I break that all up. Um, so that saves me about 25 minutes per wedding. And that's five hours saved during busy season. And then next one is album design. So Absolutely. I'm like, this one's oh. going to be a heifer. Because <laughs> yeah. Album design is was my nightmare. I did it like three times before I just stopped offering it. Because I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love that you just said that. Because there's so many times where photographers are even like missing, like leaving extra money on the table because they're like, I don't have time to do this. So I'm not even going to offer it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it's like, and then you're complaining about, Oh, because I know I used to complain. I'd be like, why am I not getting paid when I meant to get paid? Right. Mm -hmm, it's because mm -hmm. you're 
doing everything yourself that you can get support for. So yeah, album design. I, I love this process that I have in my business. I call it my like passive income, um, album design process. Cause I literally, I just have to make sure my couple orders an album and then it's hands off for me after I just accept payment and everything is done. All the communication, all of that. So that saves me about two and a half hours per wedding. And my average album sale is like 50% of couples order it every year. Mm -hmm. So I'm basing that on like 10 weddings a year, let's say. So that saves another 30 hours during busy season, almost another week (laughs) off. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. And then number seven is putting together blog posts. So once I started to let go of the tasks I was actually doing, then I'm like, oh my God, now I actually have time to make these blog posts happen. And then I have time to train someone on how I want them done. So now Mm -hmm. I do that. I let go of that. And that saves me about an hour per post, saves me about 10 hours per busy season because I usually blog like maybe half, half the weddings. And then the last one that I have Um, is creating Instagram graphics in Canva for me for like photo carousels, like educational photo carousels, right? That help you gain more traction, more eyeballs on IG. That's how people can find you. That's how you can get more inquiries. Um, Yeah, just like all the graphics for like IG stories to promote your blog posts. Yeah, Uh, promotions, model calls, content marketing, all of that. So this is very variable. It's really hard to put a number to it. But like a good estimation based on 20 weddings a year would be like 40 hours saved um, during busy season. And this is like just like a shortened list because there's just so many things. Like I, I even used to have my VA take my invoices and put them into like my write them out in my expenses and my CRM like mm-hmm. there's just so many things you could do but I just wanted to keep this kind of like short and sweet with like the big picture tasks yeah um, like those are literally just big picture not even yeah, like little one not even the little stuff like if I'm if I'm like oh I don't understand why this isn't working on my website there's a technical error I don't understand I'm like here, can you help me? Can you research it? Can you reach out to support and ask why this isn't working instead of me doing that? You know, that is the stuff that is like even more valuable because we as creatives don't want to deal with that shit. (laughs) No, it's literally like the stuff that when you ask creatives and like photographers what they don't like about their jobs, it's that stuff. It's like the back end stuff that they're like, it just adds so much time. So how much time is that total? Do you have like the total number? 225 hours saved during busy season. So, okay. Like 225 hours. Math. Let me just, yeah, I'll do the math here. So let me get my, cal- my handy dandy calculator. So let's say divided by what? 40 hours, like a yeah. typical work week. So 225 divided by 40 equals 5.6 full weeks off. Then you could just 20 weddings. Lock out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. And and remember this too, because typically depends on where you're located, but I'm in Ontario, Canada. So our season is like May to October. Mm-hmm. So that's even condensed, right? It's not like even in a year. It's like in that time frame, you get 5.6 weeks off. And that's, guys, oh my God, I can go crazy. That's just with the support of a virtual assistant. Think about your editing. Your editing is your biggest workload. So as soon as you outsource mm-hmm. your editing, which you can also outsource to your VA too. So that's a whole nother it's just custom. You can customize like how you get support with a virtual assistant. That makes sense. So how does one get started? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) that's like all 
good and great, right? Like, cause you're like, oh my God, wow. Five, even I'm like, wow, five and a half weeks that I could just vibe <laughs> yeah. on the beach. But like, what does that kind of look like? Like, how does one start trying to like begin this process of on onboarding a VA? Like, where do they even start looking? Yeah. So without overwhelming, um, <laughs> it's like, you ha- there are certain skills that just like you have skills to know how to operate your camera on manual, you know how to give prompts to couples to pull out certain emotions, like knowing where and how to find a virtual assistant. And one that is like the perfect fit for you is a skill in itself. And so before you even think about step 10, which is, okay, step 10 is I, uh, they're finally doing everything how I want them to do, right? You have to start at step one and you have to like do the things that need to be done in order to find your person and then, then take the time to train them, which actually takes less time than doing everything yourself. Um, a lot of the times people think, most photographers think that if they hire someone, it'll be addi- an additional workload. But remember how earlier I said that if you offload what you are already doing, then it actually isn't an additional workload. It's like you're swapping the task in the moment to train them and quality check. But then over time, and it happens quicker than you think, um, that workload, it becomes so small because they just know how to do the task and you don't even have to hardly quality check it. Like for me to quality check a call, it takes me now 15 minutes And I have a whole process, like I have a system set up where I do it in a smart way. Cause it used to take me like 45 minutes to quality check a call. And then I'm like, well, what's the point? Like I could have just spent a little bit more time and called it myself or like, you know, so I was doing it in a very inefficient way and I didn't have like a strategy, but then when I figured out the strategy on how to like cut the time down, now I can do it in 15 minutes and then it's like so worth it. And I make sure that every photo I want is in there and there's a, there's a way to do it. But like, I don't want to like overwhelm everybody with the how because mm-hmm. I will take there's a lot like going on hours, <laughs> right? But the first place to start is to learn at least like how to find the right person for you. And then once you find that right person, you can just get started with, okay, I'm going to start with like th- setting expectations with them. Let's start with like three hours a week. And then as I get more comfortable, as I get more build more skill on how to give you more tasks, um, this position could potentially turn into 15 hours a week, 20 hours a week. So that's kind of where you want to start. You don't want to overwhelm yourself, but commit yourself to, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to find someone and I'm going to just, I'm going to commit to three hours a week, letting go of three hours of tasks per week. Amazing. So how, how do they find that person? (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is exactly like the whole it's like the the barrier to entry, the not mm. knowing how or even where to find someone. Like I always get asked this question on Instagram. People, photographers DM me. They're like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. You have like the support and looks like your VA is amazing and all that. But like, where did you find your VA? Where can I mm. find a VA like that? Can you send me a recommendation? Can you send me a referral? And what I see time and time again is photographers are getting referrals. This is like one of the biggest mistakes photographers make um, when trying to take that step to find their VA is that Mm -hmm. they follow the referral of another photographer and they think that just because that VA worked for that photographer, that means that it'll work for them. And then Mm -hmm. they end up overpaying for for a person that isn't actually a good fit for them. Mm -hmm. And they've missed a crucial step, which is 
really customizing like what they want to let go of and then customizing a job post that will literally find them. I like to say, find your unicorn VA. It's like the perfect mm. little unicorn just for you. This is, oh, this is what I'm going to be teaching in my upcoming workshop. But in short, it's if you know how to put together a job posting, literally attract your unicorn VA. It's possible to find someone that is perfect for you in that way. And it's so key not to miss that step because if you just uh, get a referral and you don't do that pre-work, then you're mm. going to find yourself being disappointed for some reason. You're like, why? Well, this was a referral. And then you end up maybe even having, creating the limiting belief in your mind of like, oh, see, I knew it. No one can do it as well as I can in my business. And Ooh. BAs mm. don't work and you can, you blame someone else, right? And what happens mm. when you point the finger? There are yep, three fingers three, yep. pointing right back at you, right? Like I learned this the hard way. Like you have to take responsibility for whatever res results you're getting in your business. And even though a VA, you know, is like, has been a referral, like something isn't working with like the tasks they're giving back to you, um, you have to ask yourself, well, did I train them accordingly? Did I, did I do my due diligence to make sure they're a good fit? Anyway, I'm going on a tangent here. But no, another, but I think that's the other, important yeah. for people to know that it like it really is not one size fits all. And I know I, for one, had like had a lot of really hard VAs and assistants that I didn't like in the beginning, and I found it really off putting to like keep trying. Mm -hmm. When in reality, when I look back on it, I'm like I did not proof slash communicate slash like train them. Um, and if I had been more specific about what I needed, I probably, you know, wouldn't have hired them in the first place or would have been able to train them better. Whereas like once yeah. I got that system nailed down, I now have my like two assistants that I'm obsessed with. Um, so I think it's important to be like, just because you have a bad, I feel like it's like therapy and like finding a therapist where it's like, it doesn't mean they're a bad therapist. They yeah. might be your therapist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I pretty much, so what I'm going to be teaching about in my upcoming workshop, which I'll get to in a second, but I pretty much teach the system that's like foolproof for, to make sure that that step isn't missed, to make sure that you know exactly who you're looking for and why and that when the job, the interviews come around, you interview them, you're like, that's my person. I know, I know. And then you don't have to go through the whole thing of like hiring someone, okay, training them on the task. And they end up being the bad fit for you. And then you're like, oh my God, now I have to start at square one. And then you try again and then it doesn't work again. And then you're like totally demotivated. So that's exactly the problem that I'm solving with this like approach that I have to hiring your unicorn VA pretty much. So, um, oh, and another thing that I want to mention, because another mistake that I mentioned, photographers assume that the more you pay for help, the better the quality of help it will be. It's totally, totally backwards. And a lot of it even could just be the conversion rate of the dollar and cost of living. Like if you hire, if you're in Canada and you hire a virtual assistant in Canada, their cost of living is higher. And so they need a higher hourly rate. And mm -hmm. I personally hire my, uh, my virtual assistant from the Philippines overseas. And I, you, I started her off at $5 an hour Canadian. And then incrementally over time, you can give them little raises. And, um, it's like, it's actually ethical because it's just the conversion on, on the dollar. So if it's $5 mm -hmm. Canadian for us, for example, it's like full on normal wage for them there. And mm -hmm. you can even get started with someone who has like, maybe is just getting started as a virtual assistant, but they're so eager to learn. They're so eager to like do the best job they possibly can. They're so trainable and you're looking more for qualities than 
experience because it's mm-hmm. the qualities. Like if someone is like really eager to learn and won't doesn't want to let you down, you can literally get that for $5 an hour and they're just going to like blow your mind every step of the way and you're going to be so impressed by them. And you get to be able to let go of tasks in a way that's affordable and you don't have to like let go of more of your income. Because I know obviously yeah. as photographers, we have to like keep in mind, like what money are we actually bringing home for our bills and our lifestyle and everything. And if you can just get started with letting go three hours a week for $15 a week, like that is very accessible to photographers. And that as soon as you start getting more of your time back, you can book more shoots and then you start making more money. Like the year I started to outsource I like doubled my income the following year. So it was like, I was making like 69,000 in revenue. And then I went to like 135,000 revenue the following year because I just had so much more time and capacity. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, that opens up like (laughs) so much energetic like capacity to take on other things and to, like you said, like stay in your lane of genius. Um, Oh my gosh. Okay, we will have to link. Can you tell us like where people can find this workshop that you're doing? Yeah. So first I need to talk about it because I totally went on like more teaching because yeah. <laughs> I can't help myself. There's no, I get so it to teach on this. Okay. So I'm so excited about this workshop. So it's a five day live experience. It's going to be May 8th to the 15th. Wait, did I get that right? May 8th. Oh, sorry. May 8th to the 12th. I always confuse that because it's like weird numbers. Like the week starts at the 8th and ends in double di- digit. Um, and it's called Five Days to Your Dream and Affordable Virtual Assistant. Um, and just to like break down kind of like the lesson plan. So every single day I want to make sure like that my teaching style is very like straight to the, get to the point because everyone's time is so valuable. And I really teach in a very like succinct way where I'm only giving you the information you need in order to move on and do that task. So every day is going to be about a 30 minute lesson max. And I'm going to give you a little assignment that day. And it's going to give you the exact step you need to take to start finding your virtual assistant. And you're going to be doing this with a community of photographers as well that are literally in the same boat as you are. You're going to be in a private Facebook community that's literally just for this and you can ask questions anytime but as an example so day one on May 8th is going to be I'm going to be talking about a little bit more about busting myths but mainly about how you can figure out exactly what tasks to let go of first and we're all going to work together for you to create a list of tasks that you're going to let go of and then day two I want to show you exactly how to create an effective job posting so that when you put that job posting out, you feel like so good about, yes, this is exactly the type of person I want, I need. And in in turn, you're going to literally attract those applicants to apply for your job. Then day three, I'm going to teach you an efficient way to review job postings because you're going to get a lot back or sorry, job postings, applications. You're going to review job applications and it could be overwhelming because you're going to get a lot back. But I have like this secret system that oh my God, you just kind of like have to quickly scan a job application and you can tell right away if they have the certain qualities you're looking for or not. And you either mark them with a star or move on. And I'm going to show you that as well. Um, And then day four, you're going to be choosing, I'm going to train you how to pick the candidates to interview. And your homework is going to be to actually reach out to them, book that interview and interview them. 
And then day five, you're going to, I'm going to teach you a little bit more on kind of like that transition period between interviewing and then deciding who to actually pick from there. And you're still going to have a little bit more buffer time to interview them and to make your decision. So that's the five day workshop, like what it looks like. And I'm going to be in that group supporting, answering questions. Um, also over the weekend, you'll have time to catch up and the following week, because I know everyone has like life, life gets in the way. And sometimes, you know, a five day in a row workshop, um, everyone has different schedules and I want to make sure to accommodate. I really want to make sure everyone is as supported as possible. So the following week, um, starting on the 15th to the 18th, I'm still going to be in that Facebook group doing live Q and A's every day, answering your questions along the way. Um, helping you like the goal my intention is for you to literally end up at the end of the day at the end of the workshop being like this is the person I want as my virtual assistant I know it 100% and I feel ready to let go of three hours per week and pay them $15 per week like that is the goal like start small and Mm -hmm. then you'll see that as you start letting go of those tasks and you've dipped your toe in it just becomes a game. It becomes so fun. It becomes addicting. You're like, here, VA, have more of this stuff. Like, have more, more, of this stuff. more, more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, like, very bite sized, very attainable. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to feel like you're going to be biting off more than you can chew. Uh, and I'm there to support you every step of the way, along with the community. Um, and I've made sure to make this very accessible, affordable. So it's only $33. The workshop is Amazing. only $33. And you have me for literally nine days of support total. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, yeah. The timing of this workshop is so key because for most photographers, it's going to be the start of your busy season. Mm-hmm. And my intention is for you to have more time on your hands to have for your well-being, for your mental health, mm-hmm. for your family, your friends, or just to grow your business. Like everyone's in a different chapter, right? Maybe if you're in your early 20s, you're like, no, I want to be hustling. I want to be working 12 hours a day. And if I can get more time to grow my business and do more things that I love, like, cool, like do that, right? But the cool thing is that you'll gain so much more time freedom back for you to exchange it for what you actually do want. So I would be honored to support you and you can register now at sarahmonica.com forward slash VA uh, and you spell my name Sarah no H and then Monica with a K it's like the Polish way love so that. Oh sarahmonica.com forward slash VA and then register and then you'll get all the email details of where to join where the lessons will be and all of that oh my gosh okay well I'm so excited I'm like I might have to hop in there as well because this is amazing (laughs) and we'll link that for all of you in the show notes as well as well as Sarah's socials her podcast as well so you don't miss anything thank you so much Sarah for coming on and sharing like so much knowledge and also just like hopefully relief for photographers going into wedding season because I feel like it's always weird. I feel like being a wedding photographer is weird in the fact that you like know when things are about to get chaotic. Like you just have, it's almost like a countdown where you're just like, yeah. here we go. Like it's about to happen <laughs> where like things just really start getting away from me and it's going to get hectic again. So it's amazing to know that people can like enter into that season now feeling relieved and supported in other ways. Yeah. And I don't, I know that me personally, I tend to sometimes leave things. I like to perform under pressure for some reason. Mm, so mm-hmm. if you're that photographer, that's like, oh my gosh, like busy season is like literally almost here now. I need to get my shit together. Like mm-hmm. this is your chance to literally commit to yourself and your in your business to do something different. 
and to have accountability because if you're going to be in the community you're going to see other people taking action you're going to be like held accountable by like other mm-hmm. photographers by me my, me being like everybody show me your homework like you know like it will like sometimes being your own business owner it can be exhausting to be self-disciplined right mm-hmm. and I just really wanted to create a space where it's like you have that additional sense of like motivation and community um and also like the fact that you're still here listening to this episode that means that you're the type of person that is willing to prioritize putting the upfront effort to finding a virtual assistant to mm-hmm. help make your business and personal life flow more smoothly in the long run too. So I want you to think of the big picture, think of the long run instead of short term right now. Um, and I promise you, if you think of the long run and you do the action steps to get yourself to that long run space, that long run part is going to come faster than you think. Just like even Eden was like, wait, didn't we meet three months ago? I'm like, no, it's been like a year and three months, right? So humbling. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Well, thank you. But Eden, so thank much. you so much for having me. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you and so me much and you could just like talk forever too. No, literally that's, I've like had so much fun podcasting lately. I feel like it's just so, I'm sure you feel the same on your podcast where it's just like, it's just so fun to get to hang yeah. out for like an hour. So thank you so much for coming on and for sharing so much of your knowledge. And again, we'll link all of Sarah's resources below. So you guys can go follow her, support her, learn from her, all of that good stuff. And we will see you next time.